Do you want to start a podcast but think you're not ready? Do you want to start a podcast but think it's too hard? I thought the same thing before I heard about Anchor. Anchor is an easy and efficient way to create and upload your podcast. Anchor also allows you to upload your podcast to streaming outlets such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and multiple other streaming outlets. You can simply go to the website www.anchor.fm to sign up today and start podcasting. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Brotherly Level Sports. I'm your host, Corey Lovett, and I'm here with my co-host and my brother, Carl Lovett. What's going on with you, man? What's up with it, bro, man? How you How feeling you today, man? I'm feeling good, man. You know, it's another great week of sports, so we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Obviously. Obviously, you had an exciting weekend um, going to the Blues game, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Obviously, we don't talk a lot of hockey on here, but, you know, I would... Encourage anybody who can, if you can see a hockey game live, if you can experience that, man, I'm telling you, absolutely no doubt. A, I mean, you have you have a completely different view on it. I mean, if you anything like me, if you never even thought about even turning the hockey game on or checking the score, if you go to a hockey game, it, it'll definitely it's definitely captivating. So no doubt, season opener, right? Oh yeah, 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 it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously that was exciting. All right, man, let's just dive right in here, man. Obviously, we got to get into the Cowboys here, man. <laughs> so. Cowboys went into Philly last Sunday night, suffering a 26-17 to loss mm-hmm. in which Cooper Rush completed 18 of 38 passes while throwing for 181 yards with one touchdown and three interceptions. So obviously there's been a lot of been a lot of controversy around this situation here with, I mean, some made it a controversy, some all, like I, like I told you last week, the week before that, with, uh, after the Rams game, I, I had seen enough. And... Now it's it's if 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 it isn't cemented, I would say that Dak is is obviously the story. Wait, prior story. to that game last week, you said you seen enough of Cooper Rush. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. After the Rams game. After the Rams game, I said game. I seen enough uh-huh. because obviously Cooper Rush wasn't asked to do much, and obviously this defense has been stellar. And I and I said and I and the week before that, I said um, going into that Eagles game, this is the game that. I mean, everybody wanted to see. I wanted to see, but we wanted to see um, kind of that Cowboys defense kind of get tested, which they were. Which they absolutely. And, and to see, kind of see, because Cooper Rush, to be fair, he he hadn't been put in that spot yet to see, like, if the defense were to have a bad outing, would he be able to respond? So all I can, all we can do now is go off what we see. So now we've seen that Cooper Rush, obviously, when the when the pressure is on him, down fourteen zero, threw three picks, didn't have a great day. I mean, he hasn't really. Most of his days have been pedestrian already. So I mean, and to me, there was really never, ever a debate of who, who was the better quarterback or who, who the starting job should be, or who, you know, if when Dak was healthy, this should be him, this should be his job. So, but with that being said, Dak Prescott, I got two words for you. You're on. Here it is. You're on. It's, here it is, man. Because if I know Cowboy Nation like I do, if Dak comes back and he struggles, you better believe Cowboy Nation will be calling back for Cooper Rush. You think so? I do. I, I do. And this is not me, but I know Cowboy Nation. And th- this is the kind of part that I can kind of see where people say Cowboy fans annoy them and they could be a little delusional at points. Because obviously, you know, you've seen Cooper Rush, you, you throw him in there, and, and, and they were winning. And I can't fault that. But here's the thing, though. Cooper Rush was not asked to do much. And and this was always my gripe. If that run game can get going, and Zeke, he looks rejuvenated, I, I have to say. Because he, he, ran, he ran well mm-hmm. against Philly. He did. And he looked good, but... He pretty much carried him there. Yeah, really. he really did. But And you know I've been saying this. If we just run the offense like they've been running with Cooper Rush a run a run centric offense a run first offense because the thing with Dak as soon as he got paid they thought Dak had to come in and throw it 50 times which he doesn't he doesn't need to cuz if you look at Dak's success there has always been a run game involved with it they say they say a running game is is a quarterback's best friend 
and it has no doubt been Dakota Prescott's best friend oh, through no. his career. There's no doubt about so that. So when you look at that, when Dak comes back, if we could just get away from the, the 40, 50 passes and just, just be a run-first-base offense, and I think we can do that with Zeke and and Tony Pollard, and I know the offensive line is not as polished as it as it as it used to be back when Zeke was in his All Pro form. But I think the kid um, Tyler Smith that they drafted, I think he's been. I he's overachieved. Yeah, I think he's exceeded expectations mm-hmm. so far. I know it's it's a it's kind of an early season so far, but I think he's exceeded expectations. The line has not been bad. So if I think we can, if I, I think if we can get back to being a run first offense, I think we'll be all right. But the thing I'm worried about, and this may shock you, we we have a fairly easy schedule, but I'm hoping that we, we can make the playoffs. I mean, well, not because that, uh, the Giants. Yeah, I have to say it. it uh, they look legit so far. Yeah, it's not going to be as easy to navigate through this division like years in the past. So, and, and isn't that something that every we came into this year, everybody was calling this division the NFC least as years as in years past. Yeah. And, and, and this has been the yeah, most it's shocking, the best division in football. Yeah, right now. shocking yeah. and most competitive division. I mean, this this has overall been a shocking year. I mean, you look at it: the New York Football Giants are five and one. The New York Jets are four and two. Oh, just blitzed Aaron Rodgers and <laughs> And th- th- this has been a crazy year, but yeah. So that's my take on that, man. I just feel that that Dak, it's 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 on you now. It, you're on Dak, I, and I need to see more, and I need to see you be that be the quarterback that that we paid 160 million dollars. Yeah, I I just think you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. And the key is like you know, I'll say it again. I'll just kind of echo what you said. They have to continue on the with the same mindset and mentality that they've that they've had you know throughout the rest of the season when Dak does come back, because he there's no question that Dak should be the starter. I don't think anybody should be questioning that now, because I've seen pretty much all I need to see of Cooper Rush. I mean, it, it's clearly now the fact it's more evident and clear now that they were winning in spite of Cooper Rush more than because of Cooper Rush. And, you know, um, like you said, I never really considered it a controversy. I never really thought it was as big as a controversy as, you know, a lot of people were making it. But I think, you know, like I said, going into that game last week, I say I would feel much better with about, you know, our, our about the Cowboys' chances of coming going into Philly and winning that game if Dak was at the helm opposed to Cooper Rush. And I don't think that was made any more evident than what we've seen. I mean, he was, you know, he he, he just didn't play great when when he needed to make when he needed to be great. He wasn't great, and uh, I just think that Dak is Dak is you know clearly the best better option. But the thing is, you know, um, the reason that the pressure is going to be more so on Dak now that he's coming back is because this is as complete of a team I think they've ever had since Dak has been the quarterback. You know, from a, from you know the offensive line to the run game to the defense playing as well as it's ever played, as far as I can remember, I'm playing. So yeah, you you are gonna you are now gonna look to to get more out of this team now that Dak is gonna reinsert himself. And I think if that doesn't happen, then yeah, you are gonna get some. It may they they may not be it may not be in favor of Cooper Rush to get Cooper Rush back out there. But you are going to get the questions being raised: Is Dak is Dak really the guy going forward if he can't take this team and get the most out of this team? Because, like I said, this is the best I've seen this team play as a whole in in in, in quite some while, in quite some time, you know. So, um, but yeah, yeah, Dak should be the starter. There, there, there really is no quarterback controversy in my eyes. Um, I tell you what, there is a quarterback controversy though. That's in New England, but that's a that's a different you no know, uh, conversation for another day. <laughs> Man, Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi, man. Hey, look, look him up. Hour. No, this is not a fluke. Go look at what Bailey Zappi did in college at Western Kentucky. He is one of the most. He is one of the. He had one of the best college careers for a quarterback in college ever. And albeit at Western Kentucky, but this is not what he's doing is not surprising. He, and, he, he and, can really play. And we know Belichick is not afraid to 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 start no. to start that guy because no. I mean we've seen it with Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady, obviously. Yeah. So we know. That Belichick is not afraid to put the best guy out yeah. there. So, uh, with that being said, yeah, I really don't have much to say about. I mean, I, yeah, it's you know, it's kind of a moot point now to talk about you know Cooper Rush, but, um, but yeah, they they're gonna have their work cut out for them because, like you said, this division is is you know is rugged. 
So um, the Giants are starting to win me over. Uh, you know, the Eagles clearly are the are head and shoulders the best team in not only the division but in the NFC. They should be the favorite. They're I think they're the most complete team in, maybe in football. So yeah, yeah, it's not yeah like you said, Dak is on now. What you got? Yeah, and both and all three of these team these teams, Giants, Eagles, and Cowboys have fairly easy easy schedules coming down this the this this stretch um of the season. So like it'll 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 really be um something to see going down uh, this stretch. So but my thing is these these teams, they just the Cowboys, they have to like I said, they need to figure out a way to integrate the offense with Dak how they how they ran it with Cooper Rush because if if you look at it the offense like it was just it was it was a little bit more I don't know if teams do this like with when their backup comes in and and no no knock to that defense because I believe that defense is outstanding Mm -hmm. when is do you think that there's a there's a certain sense of sense of urgency that that goes out when the backup comes in knowing that that the defense has to stand stand tall mm-hmm. because they have to kind of compensate. So you have for, to for ent- the backup. Yeah, you kind of kind of have to an extent, you know, stall. So do the you drive. think there's more of a there's a more sense of urgency? So with that being said, like, do you think that there's more sense of urgency, and do you think that this defense will fall off now that Dak Prescott is back? Because you mentioned that this defense is the best you've seen since Dak. I so do you think that there's more of a sense of urgency, and do you think that they'll fall off? What the defense? No, I don't. I don't foresee a, the defense taking you know taking a step back. I I, I foresee you know uh, maybe you kind of release some pressure off the defense in the, in the sense that Dak is going to be back. So you would expect you would you would hope to get more out of the offense now that Dak is going to be reinserted. But like you say, it's going to be all about how they go about it. Are they going to be? Are are they going to pretty much change the mentality and the landscape or, or about the blueprint that they that they've pretty much been using to get to this point now? Or are they just going to say, "Up, oh, Dak's back," so you know, you know, back to square one? No, they have to continue to play through their strengths, which is their defense. Um, and you know, they they just have to. to re- I mean, it's on Dak, like you said. He he's because he, this is because I said last week we kind of owe it to Dak now to see what he can do. Because in fairness to him, you know. Just talk about you know kind of changing and playing this different style now that when he once he gets back out there he never had a defense that was this good to allow him to play that way I thought so you know you kind of have to take that into account as well but I know I, I don't foresee listen as long as eleven from heaven is out there I, I don't foresee this defense taking a step back at all as long as that guy's healthy Absolutely. and you got him in the fold Absolutely. because he because there's no question he's the most valuable player on this team and so as long as you got him you know. Yeah, you 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 got a chance to compete against no matter who. And since you say that, let me do this here. Let's let's play a little game with Michael Parsons here. A little game called Would You Rather. So I'm gonna name a defensive player, and then I want you to tell me Would you rather take this person over Michael Parsons? First name T.J. Watt. Right now, who would you take? Considering T.J. Watt is healthy, obviously, I would take Michael Parsons. Okay, because I, I believe that Mike. Listen, Mike. It, it's not just how about how talented Mike is. It's also about the different ways that you can use. Because if you see how the, the Cowboys are utilizing him, it, 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 it's very special to see. And I think it, it really, you know, takes a toll on offenses and how they scheme and plan about how to, uh, you know, attack the Cowboys defensively. Because obviously, you know, he doesn't rush every time, opposed to a T.J. Watt. Occasionally he will jump jump off in coverage, and they move him around a lot, so you really don't know, uh, you know who, you know wh- which way he's coming from, or and also the effect that it has on everybody else around him as well. You know, Demarcus Lawrence is playing probably some of the best football he's played in probably four years since he definitely since he signed a big contract. You know, and and I'll just say it again: it's very rare when you get a player whose motor matches his his talent. And that's Micah. You know, when 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 you're the most talented player on the team, but you approach every you approach every game, you approach every down like you like you you know on the practice squad and just trying to go out there and make the team. That 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 goes a long way as well. It's the way he approaches the game and the passion and the aggression that he plays with. I think 
you know, he serves as a more of a he serves as more of a problem schematically for offenses to game plan for opposed to other players. You know, Absolutely. whether it be a TJ Watt or whoever. All right. So so next name. Miles Garrett. I'm going Micah. Okay. Next name. Who's Von Miller? You know, that I, I was trying to think. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that that, you, that this is brought up because I was because obviously we didn't see Lawrence Taylor play, mm-hmm. and I was trying to think, man. Like I, I always say, I've never seen anything like Micah Von Miller would probably be the closest comp that I have because Von Miller is a winner, man. He is a big game hunter, and he just impacts everywhere. He yeah, is. no matter where he goes, I mean, it, it just good good things are about to happen with Von Miller. But yeah, uh, since it's right now, I would have to go Micah. But yeah, Von Miller is definitely the closest. I mean, the, the closest thing I can compare to what I've seen in Micah. So yeah, that, that that's pretty here, close. Aaron Donald. I'm gonna go Aaron Donald right now. When it's all said and done, that may be differently. But yeah, Aaron Donald is by far the best defensive player I've ever seen. Um, because uh, you know it, it's very with the position that he plays for. For him, it's very difficult for you know a nose guard to you know have the type of impact that they yeah. have that you know the Aaron that to have the type of impact on games, and because you know you can get triple teamed. Double team, they can chip Which he you. Does. You know, it, it's very easy to neutralize an interior pass rusher, but Aaron Donald just seems to find a way to continually have you know the most impact on every game that he plays. So yeah, uh, yeah. You, I mean, it, it would kind of almost, almost to a sense be you know disrespectful to saying it, it, to take any defense to play over Aaron Donald at this point. But that's no knock on what Micah can become. Like I said, Michael, some Micah is something truly special. And uh, yeah, I just I tell you what, if I if if there's one player that I would pay money to go see or like that I would like stop everything I'm doing to watch play is Micah. I just, I, I just, I, I, I just enjoy watching that young man play football. And I think that's what, you know, that, that's what really stands out to me when I think about Micah is just that, man, what a joy to watch. Yeah, he is, man. He's, he's a, he's a very special player, man. I'm just, I'm just glad that he, that he fell, fell to us in the draft. Crazy to think that that guy fell to, to, to number 12 in the draft. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Obviously, man, he's he's a he's a great player, but it'll be interesting. Jerry to see. wanted Kyle Pitts, by the way. If he was there, that's what I hear. I don't know, but you know. <laughs> well, obviously, you're always gonna take you're always gonna you know offenses what what sells tickets, obviously, and then and we know that's all that's what Jerry's about. Yeah, but defense wins the game. Yeah, it does. But I mean, Jerry Jerry hasn't been about winning championships for the past twenty but, years. Yeah. But that's another story for another day. All right, man. So yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens down the stretch, man. So Dak, you're on, man. Oh, uh, real quick before mm-hmm. we before we move on, man. I just gotta I just gotta ask this in uh, like you know I should have brought this up in a production meeting before, but man, w- w- what the heck do the Broncos do with Russell Wilson right now? Do they sit him because they're they're coming absolutely they're, not. They're, they're, they're coming no they're coming out here saying that oh he's dealing with this he's dealing with that. Do you kind of just sit him now and, and just kind of protect him from all that? I mean because if he, if he, if the injury is the reason why he's out there performing the way that he is right now, then he shouldn't be out there. Because I'm saying a guy who who looks like he has, I mean, I, you know, we hear about in baseball and golf a lot. You know, I don't know if you heard of the term the yips. You know, you you hear about a a, gol- a, a golfer you know just can't keep the ball straight off the tee, or you hear about a pitcher just can't find a strike zone. This guy looks like I, I'm looking at him and I see a guy that, that that's just completely lost all field for the position. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen quarterbacks play poorly at times, but I mean, he he he's he's missing wide open receivers. I mean, he's throwing. I mean, it, it just looks bad right now. He just looks incompetent enough to play the position, and I don't know what happened. I really don't. I mean, and you know, everybody's killing Nathaniel Hackett. I get all that, but like from what I'm seeing Absolutely from Russ, not. it's not. He's I, not I mean, it, it is bad, and it, and like again, I bring it up again. I wonder if Seattle, like you know. Was up in the game and just moved off him before it was too late because this this I've never seen anything like this before ever. I don't know if it's obviously we know that it's it's hard to get acclimated to a new team. Yeah, but this ain't what I'm seeing though. But obviously we know that. But this is this to me this is a little different. There there has been times when there the tight end flashes hot and he's wide open and Russ just doesn't go to him and. I don't. I don't know what he's seeing out there. I don't, like you I don't can't know. explain that. Yeah, like I, it's 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 unexplained. It's mind boggling right, right now what we're seeing. I just from don't understand. Wilson. Obviously, they they can't they can't get off of him because I mean he just signed an extension. I mean, and who would, you know what? But I, 
I said this last week in Russ I trust and I'm still sticking with it. I think he I think he's veteran enough to figure this out and I think they'll get it together. I think he's too good of a quarterback to stay to stay in this type of a slump and to play this bad for a for accumulation of a season. We've seen Russ play bad for, you know, we know he he's he's popular for his hot starts and then he kind of tells up towards the end, but I think he's he's too good of a talent and too good of a quarterback to to put that together for accumulation of a season. So I think he'll get it together, but right now it's just unexplainable. Yeah, I don't like, know, man. I mean, like well, what I'm seeing, I mean, I, I'm just seeing a guy who just like doesn't – it looks mental to me what he's going through. Like, I mean, he, he's not – I mean, he looks fidgety in the pocket. I mean, it, it looks like he's overwhelmed out there. I mean, I, I just don't know. I, it just looks like a guy who's who, who, who's mentally – not suited for the position right now, and like I mean, obviously, you no, know, he he's been one of the great, one of the elite quarterbacks over the past, you know, five six years. But I mean, I don't know. It's, it's going to be real interesting how that plays out. But right now, it, it's mind. But I don't have the answers to what's going on. It's mind boggling, really. Yeah, man. So yeah, we'll just have to keep an eye on it. But let's talk a little college football. Yes, thank you for putting this. Thank, thank, thank you for this. I let's mean, talk a little college football, man. Uh, for anybody that don't know, um, this is gonna, this is the first time that we've talked college football on this uh, on this show, and uh, I just want to re- say that anybody that doesn't know, I am a huge college football fan. Uh, I enjoy you know college football, you know, extensively more than than pro football. I love the NFL, yeah. but uh, yeah, college football is my baby. So I was I'm very excited to talk college football right now. Yeah, man, let's dive in then. So. Obviously, we seen Saturday Alabama lost in a in a in a shootout, absolute uh, shootout, absolute, a gunfight to Tennessee on Saturday. That loss resulted in them falling three spots to in the rankings to number six, which leaves the top four teams right now being Georgia, Ohio State. Shout out to your Buckeyes. Oh yeah, eight o h o, Tennessee and Michigan. I don't agree with that top four, by the way. But All right, well, let's dive into it then. So who? What what who do you think your top four should be? Do you have Clemson in there? Who do you got in there? I do not have Clemson. I have Ohio State number one. Uh, and so, are you okay with the teams, or are you just not okay with the ranking? Do you think Ohio State should be number one? Well, or? here's the thing about here's the thing about the college football rankings. It's not always about like you know who who who's the who are, who are the better the best teams. It's all about you know what you have done up to that point, and you know the strength of schedule and who you've beaten. So I don't those I don't believe those are the top four best teams. I still believe that Alabama is a top four team in college football. I do not. I do not. I think I don't think they're a top four team. Obviously, we've seen that loss to Tennessee, and I know they were with without their without uh, Bryce Young against Texas A&M. Yes, you absolutely have to. Kick but I you I have to factor that in. I think Alabama talent standpoint is is good enough. To not be in in that close of a game with Texas A and M, and I know Texas A and M beat them last year, but I I don't think they're a top four team right now. I mean, well, okay, listen, that that game Saturday up in, I mean, what a game by the way. I mean, if, if you're a fan of college football, well, you're a fan of football in general. I, I watched that game from start to finish uh, Saturday, and man, that game had everything that you could want in the football game from from big plays to blown calls to you know it just had it all, but. I think Alabama's biggest problem is, and this is going to kind of be sacrilegious to say this, but, like, when I look at them Saturday, I didn't see a well-coached football team. Oh, wow. The great Nick Saban. Yeah. I mean, I seen, I mean, I seen an undisciplined team. I mean, they, they had, you know, penalty after penalty. They had, you know, blunders on, you know, on special teams. And, you know, Nick Saban's clock management at the end of that game was very, very questionable. Like I, I think I, I don't think I didn't come out of that. You know, Tennessee won that game, but I, I didn't come out of that thinking that Tennessee was a was a much better team than Alabama. You know, I still think you know if they if they were to meet again, I still would give I still would favor Alabama in that game. But uh, you still got to give Hendon Hooker some some credit. I think he's you know, if not the front runner, he's he's you know smack prime in the Heisman consideration right now. Um, but. This is. I think you're going to see more of this when you know back when you talk about Alabama, you know, because you know, for years and years, you know, Nick Nick Saban was you know viewed upon as you know the czar college football. You know, he he won every recruiting class every year. He has a a number one recruit class, number two recruiting class every season, and um, but 
what is some, what's gonna what is happening in college football and what's gonna continue to happen is you're gonna see more and more parity. And one 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 reason being the transfer portal. Because that's what that has kind of done is that kind of that's kind of like neutralized recruiting in a sense. Because yeah, I mean these guys can up and leave after a year, so I mean they can, you can get them to commit, but they can you yeah. know it's basically free agency at that point. And I think the the decision to, to expand the college football playoff to twelve teams is really gonna you know cause more parity in the college football because now opposed to you know you could always say you always know the teams that that are going to be in, in you know in consideration for the college football playoff and compete for a national championship every year. You know, you got your Alabamas, your Georgias, your Ohio States, you know, your your Clemsons, teams like that, your Michigans. Uh, but now you got, you're got you going to have, you know, 20, 26 to 30 other teams that are going to be thinking that they can have a chance to compete for a national championship. So you're going to be seeing more and more, more and more parity going forward, you know, where really, you know, where the Alabamas and, you know, the Georgias aren't going to, you know, just wreak havoc over college football. And when I, I, I love it as a fan of college football, I love that. But yeah. Um, but yeah, Alabama just looks, they, they just, they just don't look disciplined. They don't look very well. You know, they don't look like a fine oil machine like we're used to. Yeah. So, and to touch on that, what you said about the uh, 12 team uh, playoff, I think it, I think it's great for college football because I think it'll bring more attraction and I think you'll see you you may see some 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 more upsets too. Yeah, so that's, I th- that's I th- been my point. Right. I think it, I think it's good for college football, but this year, man, as you can see, like this top four now, obviously Tennessee and Georgia, who are the one and three spots, right? Who are the one and three spots right now? Georgia being number one, Tennessee being number three. Obviously, they're on a collision course to face each other in a couple of weeks. So, obviously. This, this top four is obviously probably not going to hold up no, as it is. No, absolutely not. And obviously Ohio State and Michigan and Michigan are on yeah, a great course. It always plays itself out. Michigan winning, winning last year. Shout out to Jim Harbaugh. But, hey, I got to uh, – listen, with me being an Ohio State fan, you know, this is going to kind of you know seem sacrilegious, but I, I just – you know, John Harbaugh, you know, he's taking a lot of heat, you know, in his time. I, I think he's done a phenomenal job, just me being personally. Jim. Yeah, Jim, I'm sorry. I think he's done a phenomenal job. Listen, there there has been very few coaches that have had the success in football that Jim Harbaugh has had. You know, he he's never won a national championship. He's never won a Super Bowl. But everywhere he's been, they've won. So you got to give the guy credit for that. Yeah, obviously, obviously not not able to win the big game. But I mean, uh, you got people I'm, who who can't even get to the big game. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, he's done a tremendous job. I mean, he was he was. Um, and uh, contemplating there's, a, a there's pro, one other guy I, I gotta give credit to as well, and this is the guy who I've been very very critical of in the past. Uh, UCLA is ranked number nine. <laughs> Chip Kelly has done a very <laughs> phenomenal job. <laughs> he really has. I mean, uh, and um, they they got a big matchup coming up with USC uh, down the line. I don't know if they how, how favorite they'll be in that game, but. Uh, I just got to give him credit. I think USC takes it. You think USC takes? Yeah, I, I mean, do. well, Lincoln, know, Lincoln Riley has done a good job too because yeah, I didn't nah, expect Link, him to him to that, come right that, over and 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 have instant success. Yeah, that quick but, of a turnaround yeah. is here. But um, again, that's what that's what the transfer portal kind of allows you to do. It does, you know, and uh, that's why I say you, you, we're going to see you know a, a very different you know landscape in college football going. Well, we're already starting to see it now. But you're going to see a, you know a very broader, different, deeper landscape in college football going forward, and I love it. I love it. Obviously, man. So, yeah, it'll be exciting to see how how it how it turns out. And and one more thing, shout out to my guy CJ Colden. I don't know if you've seen that interception. He was on top ten on Sports Center's top ten. He was number two. There was an incredible interception that he made. Yeah, so was, shout, shout out to CJ Colden, man, yeah. from the six one eight. So that probably was the best thing Oklahoma had to cheer about for the past oh, you know all year. But you know, yeah, shout out to CJ. <laughs> But yeah, man. So it'll be it'll be it'll be exciting to see how how it shapes out, man. College football is 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 definitely something that I I've I've gotten into in the in the past few years. Oh, let me ask you this: I know you're an Ohio State fan. Is C is CJ CJ Stroud number one in the Heisman running right now? I think so. I think so. Uh, but you know, I, I think if, if if it was taken up right now, I think Hendon Hooker probably would get the night, mm-hmm. but. I think after it all plays out, I think C.J. Stroud will be, you know, will eventually win the Heisman because, 
you know, I, I think his numbers are just going to be so gaudy, and they, and, they, and, they, and they're not going to have to go through the gauntlet that Tennessee. Because for Tennessee to get to, you know, everybody's asking, does this make Tennessee a title contender now? To think about what they're going to have to go through. They're going to have to go through Georgia, and then they're going to have to play Alabama again just to get to the college football playoff. They're going to have to win both of those games, and then they're going to have to play whoever whoever they end up whoever that is in the playoffs, whether it be Ohio State or whether it's Michigan, whoever. So they got a gauntlet to go through. So, yeah. and they've been in some very questionable games. That I mean, I think they they went into an overtime game with Pitt, and you know, so yeah, I, I think right now Hendon Hooker would be should be and deservedly so in front of the Heisman race. But I think when it all plays out, that you know, C.J. Stroud will take it home. I mean, because at the end, of the, you know, Bryce Young has dealt with some injuries, you know, so his numbers aren't going to you know be kind of be comparable to C.J. Stroud at the, at, at the end. So. Yeah, I think so. And he's also my number one pick in the draft as well. Yeah, I got to give it to CJ Stroud, man. He just he just looks the part. Mm-hmm. And 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 he I'll say he checks all the boxes right now for me. Um as far as the number one draft pick being the quarterback, I think he I think he's it. So, I mean, I listen to a few interviews that he does. He's a very professional, man. He knows how to handle himself at the podium, yeah. but Obviously, I think I think he's I think he's the the uh, lock for the number one pick. So, but yeah, man, college football, man, yeah. it, it is what it is. So. He's an interesting tourist too, because he he wasn't he wasn't a very highly recruited player coming out of college either. You know, uh, he was a late bloomer, and uh, yeah, he just yeah, I like CJ Stroud a lot. So yeah, uh, hopefully he can take us to the next step. Ohio. Yeah, man. So, all right, that wraps up our college football segment, man. Let's let's transition to the NBA, man. Obviously, opening night last night. Sixers, Celtics, Lakers, Warriors. Warriors got their rings last night amid of all the controversy and with the Jordan Poole and Draymond Green situation. And obviously the Lake they beat the Lakers one twenty three to one oh nine. So I'll start here with you, man. Obviously you're a huge LeBron fan. Mm-hmm. Any uh any takeaways, any nuggets that you took away from that game or <laughs> Did you even step and watch it? I watched. I watched it. Uh, oh man! Look, listen. I say this: what LeBron is doing in your twenty is amazing. And you know, I, I was encouraged with what I've seen. What I seen from AD, the energy that he played with last night. I thought, you know, that yeah, was man, encouraging he did. To see. Yeah, it was encouraging um, to see. And to be honest with you, Rust, I played. I thought is probably as. Well, as he possibly could play last night, I, I think. I mean, I don't. I, I didn't see him. Obviously, you know, he did Russell Westbrook things, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I didn't see him being you know the the main detriment out there on the basketball court. There was much more to be discouraged about than, than Russell Westbrook on about there on the basketball court last night. Listen, the, listen. I hate to break it to you. Listen, I've at, at, at my age now. I've always I've learned. Listen, if you don't expect anything, you can't be disappointed. And listen. This team, the ceiling for this team is a 7-6 seed at best. They, in today's NBA, if you have a team that cannot shoot and also cannot defend, you're going to be a mediocre to below average team. And that's what this team is. Listen, a guy named Matt Ryan played 20 minutes for them last night. No, not Matt Ryan, the quarterback. He's in Indianapolis. (laughs) And 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 you got that guy out there and and playing key crucial minutes in in the, in you know in the second half and the fourth quarter and you expect me to consider you as a, as a you know as a contender? No, I mean what, what what am I supposed to expect when you got most of these guys? I mean Juan Toscano Anderson and Lonnie. I mean come on, you know what the and, Lakers did? They replaced old old guys who couldn't shoot or defend with young guys who yeah. can't shoot. And I mean defend. it's it's the so same. I, mean, I seen I seen yeah. a lot of the same out from from last year that I seen. Uh, you know, I seen a lot of the same last night that I seen last year. So, no, I don't have any expe- high expectation with this team. I'm just hoping that LeBron goes out there, you know, puts up a bunch of points and break this record quick. And and th- this is the thing, you know, all this discussion or all this discussion on you know, what should they do with Russia? They continue to try and trade Russ. I think at this point you should stick it out, honestly. I mean, because at the end of the season you can move off of them for nothing, and you can use that and probably you know attract another key piece. So, I mean, because no matter what you get from them, I mean. You're not going to compete with some of these teams in the West. I mean, Golden State looks, you know, is is, is going to be Golden State. 
you know, the Clippers, you know, as much as I hate to admit it, you know, they're going to be a contender this year. You know, the Nuggets are going to get, you know, Murray and Michael Porter back. You know, the Mavericks are only going to improve. So, no, man, no, just, yeah, just just do it, do do the best you can with what you got and just hope for the best. And, yeah, we'll just see what happens. But, no, I don't have any expectation for this team going forward. It ain't going to – sorry, Laker fans, but it ain't going to turn out the way you want it to this year. You're going to get much of the same. My takeaway is that this is a bad basketball team. It's just that simple. That's just this what is, it is. This is not I'm a talented to basketball that. team. Sorry to tell you, Laker fans. I mean, this is what you got to understand. And I don't know if you've seen like the viral clip. Obviously, it went viral. Russell Westbrook not warm, not you know, getting in the team huddle or yeah, not I, I, warming up with the team. But here's what I will say about this. And Russ comes out here and he wants to say, "Oh, I've been, I've been doing this for years." But here's the thing, Russ. When you come to Laker Nation, when you go to a different team, you have to follow what that team does. Mm-hmm. If I go to a new job, I can't do what I did on my old job if they exactly. want me to do it a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is about team. And 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 let me let me let me just say this about all these people defending Russ. Last last night Charles Barkley wanted to say some of the most ridiculous stuff I've ever heard. Last night Charles Barkley wanted to say they need to move off because they they're just taking his joy. Let me tell you this, man. This has always been who Russ has been. I, and, and, and are we not allowed to 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 criticize somebody when they play bad? Are we not allowed to say that someone someone plays bad? Like is that? And I understand what people are saying. Like we making them the butt of the jokes. But here's the thing: Laker Nation is not going to accept that man. This is a place that hangs banners, not for Pacific. Uh, division champs not for 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 first round. They don't do that. They don't hang hang banners for triple doubles. They don't hang banners for that. They hang banners for championships. So you have to realize the expectations are different in LA. And obviously we know what LeBron is. LeBron came over to LA as a three time three time NBA champion, uh a uh, uh, four time MVP, uh three time Finals MVP. And, and he was, he came to LA with all with all this, all these accolades, and somebody put a mural on, up there of him. And what did LA do? They defaced it because you may have did that stuff for for your other teams, for the Heat, for the Cavs, but you have done nothing in LA to warrant a mural, right? Nothing in LA. You can't bring that over. You got to do something here. This is LA, man. This is Laker Nation. They don't just accept that. Yeah, it ain't about what you did nowhere else. Is about and, and, and Charles knows that. I mean, for him to sit up there and say what he said last night was ridiculous, and you know, for him to sit up there and say what he said last night was ridiculous, and you know, like you said about all these people defending Russ, uh, Kevin Durant coming out always making the butt of his jokes. Well, if you feel that strongly about you know, uh, if you feel like Russ is being wrong, why don't you play with him again? He could have had him. You could have told him Trey exactly. Kyrie. You know, like and, and like you said, let's reiterate. Anybody who's followed this man, nothing that's taking place should be surprising right now. Nothing. Russ is not going to change. This is this is who he's been. This is this is who he's gonna, who he's going to continue to be. And I, honestly, I don't think he's capable of playing uh, 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 of being anything else. I don't than know if you've seen what he said about you know obviously um, Darvin Ham. Um, Took him off, um, put him on the bench. He came off the bench on that last preseason game, mm-hmm. and then obviously he left that game with hamstring injuries. And he, and then yesterday he was saying they asked him about it. He was saying the hamstring obviously was was from him being on the bench. He's not used to this role and all that. Like, <laughs> come on, like that. There is just that 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 right there is that that, that should tell you everything that you didn't know about this guy. Like really. Like it's like you said, when you when you come into a new environment or you come into a new job, that job's that job's duty isn't to adjust to you. You know, and, and like like I said, I he he's not willing to do and this has always been my issue with this guy. He hasn't been he hasn't done he hasn't he's never been willing to do what it takes to win. And and I'm and I'm not saying that to say that he's a bad guy or a bad teammate or not. But every player at some point has to look themselves in the mirror if they're not if they're not having if they're not having the success and say, okay, what can I do from a player standpoint to get us over the hump? 
What can I do? Indiv- I mean, I can't control what everybody, what else goes on around me. I can't control the talent around me, but I can't control what I do, how I approach the game. And he's yet to do that. So I, I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I don't know, I don't know what to expect. I mean, I, I really, I don't expect anything at this point. I expect for Russ to continue to do what I've seen him doing over the past fifteen years in his career. So, and uh, the thing is, here's the thing. And like we said, this has always been who Russ is. He's always he's never been a good shooter. He's never been really a good defender. The the thing that he had to to go on was his athleticism. And then if you notice, most of the players who 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 stick around in this league a long time, when that athleticism goes away, they still have things to that that can get them by, like shooting and LeBron in the case in point, exactly mm-hmm. defense and and things of that sort. So. The thing is with Russell Westbrook, he was I'm I'm not I, I don't want to say he was getting by with just pure athleticism because obviously when when your athleticism deteriorates a little bit, you have to be able to to still do other things on the basketball floor. Yes. And and obviously we see that his athleticism, obviously you know he can have a flash here or two, but when that athleticism deteriorate, deteriorates, you have to be able to do other things on the basketball floor, which Russ is not at this point in his career. And and that was an inter- interesting point that you that you just made about that they should just they should just stand back with it because I, I, and let me ask you this with that being said when Russ is free do you think anybody signs him right now it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what I mean because I I mean because if you what's the what's the thought process going into bringing him in the fold. I mean, if, if you're a young team trying to rebuild, I don't see, you know, what the benefit could be from to bring Russ in. And obviously, if you're a contender. And obviously, if you're a contender, you know, I mean, so, yeah, it's going to be very, it, it, it's going to take a team, you know, that's, you know, a tier bottom team that's trying to sell tickets that needs an attraction or something like that. To, yeah. But, you know, his days of being. You know, viewed upon as a key piece to a championship contending team, those days are done, man. Because obviously, right now, the only reason that people are even looking to trade for him, obviously, for those two picks, that's Lakers, it. And they're looking to dump his salary, and they're looking and, to buy him and out. He's once not, they... and he's not going to do that. Yeah, I mean, but who in the right man would want to give up forty-seven million dollars? I mean, you know, but yeah, man. Yeah, like I said, take away this is a bad team, and 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 yeah, man. I didn't, I didn't really think about that. To just stand back with him and then just you know. I mean, you may not have a choice. Yeah, you may not. So I obviously yeah, they're at, still at, trying to shop him. I mean, yeah. At, at this I point, I think it would be in, yeah because. I mean, because and, and and don't get us wrong, guys. Russ is not the sole problem to this. Absolutely basketball team. not. Don't get us Absolutely wrong at not. all. That's no, not what we're this, saying. This isn't a good basketball. This team, team has way more issues than just Russell Westbrook because I think if you trade him, you still have to go get pieces, which is why you alluded to just stand mm-hmm. back because I mean you you don't have pieces. I mean you got yeah. Ronnie Walker the fourth who can't shoot. You got Patrick Beverly who think he who thinks he's Steph Curry at this point and he's just jacking up threes. And, and you got your only shooter is the, the guy you alluded to, Matt Ryan, who was a quarterback for the for the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> I mean. Dennis Schroeder is good, but I mean he's he's obviously injured. This is just not a good basketball team. You got you got guys like uh, Max Christie from Michigan State, who was a second round pick. Scotty Pippen Jr. Yeah, I, I, just, I mean, it's just, yeah. If you just look at this roster, I mean, it, it's just not good. Yeah. It's the currently constructed. It's not. It's not. It's not. You a got two really good players at the top, and you got a bunch of you know you know you got some scotch tape and, and some and some glue sticks. I mean, so yeah, it's not a championship team. I, and you know if Russ and AD stays healthy for the majority of the season, I think you're a seven to six seed at best in a first round playoff exit. That's what you got to look forward to, Laker fans. Sorry. Yeah. And then, man, that is a I did not think about that. That's a really interesting point because I thought that they would just still try to continue to shop them. But you know what I think is going to happen? This is just my prediction. Now that you say that, I think they're going to stand pat with Russ, let him go. I think they're going to sign Kyrie. Doesn't it seem like that's where all this is geared to? I think they're going to sign. I mean, Kyrie. because Kyrie, you know, he he opted in, you know, because that was very interesting this offseason, season. How the way all that played out, you know, because Kyrie, obviously, if the Nets don't, they're, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna give Kyrie an extension. We all know that they 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 they, they don't want Kyrie there, and you know. Who else would be like he? He's gonna kind of be in the same boat. Russ is like he's not gonna be. I mean, 
I believe more teams want him than they want Russ, obviously. But he's not going to be highly valued by teams going into going into free agency next year. So the Lakers may be his only option. And, you know, yeah, for the Lakers going forward, I think, yeah, that would probably be their best option is just stay packed with what they have now. Because even if you get off of Russ, I mean, you, you're, your season is going to be pretty much be what it is at this point. Yeah. I mean. But one of my takeaways, I did. I did like what I seen from AD. I did. I I, 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 I love the energy I, that I like AD played with. AD. Now, can he energy. just continue to be? Can that? Yeah. Can that be consistent? That is the only question with Anthony Davis. Can you bring that same level of intensity night in and night out? And can you stay? Can you stay on the floor to bring the consistency? Can you? Can you be healthy? Is also a question. But yeah, I don't. I don't want to waste enough time on the Lakers. I mean, I, yeah. I pretty much you know it, it. The season is going to be what it is at this point. They're not a good team. I, I just hope that LeBron breaks the record so we have something to cheer for. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, man. I just I just I just don't know what, what the Lakers expect to get out of this roster, man. But with that being said, man, the NBA is is just it, it looks like it's gonna be a good season. So with that being said, give me some of your predictions here from your award predictions. Who you got winning M V P defensive player of the year and rookie of the year and coach of the year? Uh well, I really didn't even get Coach Year much though, but I, I uh, I'll start with MVP. I think I think this is finally the year that Luca does it, does it because I think the I think the Mavericks I think the Mavericks are going to be a, a a really good team this year. I think they're going they'll they'll finish you no know, top two, top three in the Western Conference, and he he's gonna you know the numbers that he puts up are going to be so you know gaudy, so 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 great that you know which will still warrant him getting the MVP award. Uh, so yeah, we've been waiting for Luca to take that next step. It looked like he take the right approach this offseason, got his body right, you know, really focused on conditioning for the first time. So he he he's just a, he's just a, a special transcendent player. So at, at some point he's gonna win one. We all know that. So it might as well start now. So I got Luca, um, defensive player of the year. I guess Rudy Gobert. I mean, you know that that's that's a iffy that's a iffy thing to talk about, but you know, because it, it could be somebody that we're not even thinking about right now could win it. But yeah. Um, Rookie of the year, um, you know, obviously Paolo is the logical choice. Um, but I really like Jaden Ivey, man. I, I really like the way I really like the way he plays. I really like you know his skill set. The, the only question is going to be: Is he going to have as many opportunities? Because they got some some really good young players over there. You know, the, okay. they still got K. You know, Sequeet Bay is a really good young player. And um, but I, I really like Jay Navi. I really think he has a great chance to be you know the best rookie this year. But Paolo is obviously the logical choice. And um, coach of the year, I don't know. Uh, I guess if the Boston coach you knows if they continue to win and he somehow steps in and fills that role, there'll be such a good narrative around him that he may win it. But yeah, I, I don't know what you got on MVP. For MVP, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go with Luca. Mm-hmm. I think this is the year that he finally. I mean, you look at Luca's first. I mean, he's been All NBA three out of his first four years. Yeah. So I think this is the first year that he that he's gonna be able to do it. And I told you before, I think my take on Luca was I think that he's gonna be a guy who wins a lot of MVPs. But I just didn't. I just don't know if if he's gonna be able to get over that hump and win a championship mm-hmm. because. I don't know with with the roster currently constructed, and I and I have a lot of respect for Jason Kidd. I think he's 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 done an unbelievable job preaching defense to that team because under Rick Carlisle they they really didn't play much, but with currently constructed their roster, I just don't know they don't have the pieces, and it's hard for me to see who who Luca fits with that will you know that can be a good two to him to 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 win a championship. So. But I think, like I said, I think he'll he'll be a guy who wins a lot of MVPs starting with this year. Um, my defensive player of the year, I'm gonna go Joel Embiid. Okay. I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go Joel Embiid. That's a good pick. Um, obviously he's a three time All Defensive Player, but I think this is the year. I mean, you look at a guy who's 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 about who's seven seven feet and has the ability to to just not you know we 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 categorize and we look at. A lot of people just look at stats and they look at the block, the block shots. But if you look, if you really watch games and look at how many shots he alters, just alters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Man, he has a huge impact and also a sleeper defensive player of the year, Miles Turner. Yes, 
because he, yeah, cause he falls he, in that same boat yeah, as well. Yeah, he falls in that same category. And I would, and I also would say um, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., but, I mean, he's injured to start this year, so I think it'll be hard because um, he was in the running last year. He's a pretty good defender. But, yeah, I'm going Joel yeah. Embiid for – yeah, I mean, I mean that, that that's a good point, and I I don't think a lot of people really pay attention to that. That that's a very key thing when it comes to you know how the impact that that has on on on, on basketball. About and I, I kind of brought that up. I kind of alluded to that last week when we were having this conversation about Victor Wembanyama. I said, you know, yeah, he he may not have the body type, you know, to you know kind of you know uh, bang down low with some of these big men, but his value is going to be you know increased on defensive end just by how many shots he'll block and how many shots that he'll alter just by his length. So yeah, that, that's a good that, that, that's a good point to bring up, and I, I I mean I don't think a lot of people really value that the way that they should because that's really a big part of you know any any defense where you got somebody that can kind of kind of neutralize and solidify down low in the middle. Yeah, man. So, and then for my rookie of the year, obviously, like you said, Paolo will be the number one choice. I'm gonna go with Paolo right now, but I'm not sleeping on Jabari Smith, and here's why. I think he's set up for the for better success with the Houston Rockets. Obviously with Jalen Green being there too and Kevin Porter Jr. KPJ. I think he's set up for success, but I just don't know if he'll get the opportunities. Mm-hmm. Because I think his team will have better success than and and just a little key point right here as we're recording this, I was I'm just checking some stats. The the Magic are playing the Pistons right now and Paolo and the Pistons are leading right now, one hundred one to ninety nine in the fourth quarter, with about five minutes to go. Paolo Statlin right now, twenty one points, seven rebounds, and five assists, nine of fifteen from the field. That's so nice. he he's off to a to a good debut here. Jay Nivey's sixteen and four, seven of thirteen from the field. But yeah, those just yeah, and I kind of I kind of envision that that that's the type of player that Jay Nivey. Let me let me just kind of I I do believe that Jabari Parker long term. I mean not Jabari, Jabari Parker, Jabari Smith. <laughs> Long term will probably be the best player out, out of that group in, in this draft. Uh, I kind of, I kind of, I don't see Jay Navi uh, kind of, you know, being a, a, a starter, a superstar fringe type of player. I just think, you know, that his game, you know, I think that he has a, a chance to be, you know, I, I see his game as being more polished for the league, you know, coming out the gate right away. But I do think Jabari Smith will, when it's all said and done, either him or Paolo will be the two best players to come out of that draft because I think I think Jabari Smith, his upside is just, you know. I think he has a chance to be a star, and uh, so. Yeah. But yeah, Paolo, Paolo just really. I just, really I just like, love his game, yeah. man. His, his game, game, he, game. I think very, he's the most polished. His game is very refined in this, in this draft. I think his game is the most polished in this game. If you his offensive game is polished, he's not bad on the defensive end, and I just like Paolo, man. He he he. Because he and I and I was listening yeah. to some of his interviews. He was t- he was talking about who some of the players that he. That he watched growing up, and one of the players that he mentioned was Carmelo Anthony. And if you kind of look at his game, his post game, you can see a little bit mm-hmm. of that in there. Not saying that that he's, soft touchiness on, yeah, it. yeah. yep, mm-hmm. yep, absolutely. Yeah. And, for Coach, and, sit- and situation is everything, you know. Uh, you know the, the organization and what, what they do right by these players, you know the coaching where they put these young players in the right position. So that 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 all that factors more than anything, you know. So um, obviously yeah, the Magic, you know, they're they're looking, they they've been looking for a guy to. You know, since Dwight Howard to you know be that guy to you know kind of bring them into you know relevant. So yeah, and maybe, that's why maybe Paolo is that guy. Yeah, and that's why I said the situation with success. I mean, if you look at the Magic's past few drafts, they obviously drafted um, Mo Bamba, Jalen Suggs, um, Cole Anthony, and obviously those three were not the guy who 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 they were looking for. But Paolo, I think is is that guy. Mm-hmm. So. It remains to be seen, but we'll we'll just have to keep an eye on it, man. I, I really like Paolo. But for my coach of the year, I'm going to go with who I think is the best coach in the NBA right now, and that's Teron Lue. Mm-hmm. I think he'll win coach of the year because he. if you look at what he did last I think he, he should have been in the running last year. Because if you see, if you look at what he did with that team without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and how they were playing, and how Reggie Jackson was playing, how Terrence Mann was playing. Teron Lute should be the coach of the Lakers, but that's another story for another day. Yeah, don't get into that. But I think he he's a guy who who he does it his own way. He doesn't he he's a no BS coach. And I think with if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George can stay healthy, I think 
they'll be at the top of the West, and I think Teron Lue will, will win will win Coach of the Year. So those are my predictions. So one more prediction here, and we'll wrap it up. Coming down the home stretch here, who are your teams you got coming out of each conference? So who who you got winning the West? Who you got winning the East? Meeting up in the finals. You know, I think it'll come down the wet. Well, the, the East, obviously. I mean, the East was my easier pick. I, I got the Milwaukee coming out because I because Giannis is just obviously he's the best player in the NBA, but he's he's just you know he's just the most dominant player in the league, and you know it, it's hard for people to you know match. It's hard for teams to overcome his greatness and throughout a seven game series, even by himself. You know, obviously with Chris Middleton, you know, being healthy this year. Hopefully in the playoffs that that makes it even more so. Uh, yeah, I got them coming out of the East. Um, I think that the, um, this is a this is gonna kind of be, but I, I I think I think the Nuggets come out of the West this year. Wow, I do. Looking at the landscape now, obviously because I do believe that Golden State, you know. Is vulnerable in a sense because you know their their landscape of their team has kind of shifted into some of these younger guys. Man, they are set up for the future. I you will know, say that. Uh, so Golden you know, State. Clay, Clay, and Draymond really aren't you know, you know, obviously Steph is still you know at the helm, but they aren't really you know on the picking order like they used to be. So that could kind of be a struggle for them, you know, when you get into a playoff run, I think. So kind of, you know, trying to you know, find out who they are. But um, I think I think they are the favorite to come out of the West. But I think that the Nuggets, you know, J- Jamal Murray, I- I've always been a Jamal Murray fan. You know, and I think, you know, obviously, you know, you, you're not a huge fan of you know, fan, but I, I love you know, the Joker. I never uh, said I wasn't a huge fan. I just, you know. Well, you don't believe he should be MVP, but that I don't know if no. that – but yeah, I think that the Nuggets could. I think. Let me put it like this: I don't know. If, I don't know if they'll come out of the West, but I, I think that they'll 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 challenge. They'll be more of a threat to Golden State coming out of the West than any other team. No, I don't believe in the Clippers, and you know, I don't. No, I don't believe in the, um, the Suns either. Hmm. Well, obviously, like you said, the East. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. My prediction right now is Milwaukee, because I think Giannis is obviously the best player in the NBA along with Chris Middleton obviously I think if they would have had him last year they would have repeated but you know what after last night I'm not sleeping on the Celtics to get back no you shouldn't because they looked really good yeah Jalen Brown and and Tatum both had a 35 piece and 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 Malcolm Brogdon it was interesting to see they actually brought him off the bench but he yeah, that was surprising. I, I, I mean, I he had si- he I mean, had sixteen off the bench. So I mean, obviously he's going to be a key piece. Yeah, I never thought bench. about I never thought about that being an element. But I kind of like that. I kind of like that idea of doing that because you know it kind of really you know you know because it, it kind of it kind of really alters you know how you would kind of game plan for them. You know to bring that you know when you take Tatum or you know Jalen Brown out and you did you bring up an elite playmaker like that on you know. Right, because so, if you look at last year, that was their problem. Yeah, you know? they when they went to their bench. I mean, they was they were obviously looking at Peyton Pritchard. Obviously, he's more of a scorer. Right, he's not one to you know set up guys. And I think Malcolm Brogdon brings you a different piece off yeah. the bench. So that that was interesting yeah. to see that he came like off a, the bench. But like you said, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I loved that. that so was, to me, that was the, that was the most that was, that's going to be the most impactful move of the all season, I think. Right, and obviously they'll get Robert Williams back at some point. Mm-hmm. So, but right now I'm sticking with I'm sticking with the Bucks to come out of the East, and it'll be interesting to see what Brooklyn does, how the, how they how they if they can get it together, if they can be, get Ben Simmons right. But right now I'm sticking with the with the Bucks, and for the West, I'm taking the Lakers. No, nah, just flash. <laughs> Man, but the West the West is interesting though it's because like you said, man, Golden State obviously they they are the prohibited favorites yeah. to come. There's literally to, six to, teams that you can make a case yeah, for. Yeah, I, I I can make a case for for I can make a case for the Warriors like I and like you said, I I'm I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of of Jokic, but obviously you can make a case for the Nuggets, you can obviously obviously make a a case for the Suns. 
Ja, you can't sleep on Ja. Obviously, either. you can make a case for the for the Grizzlies. Man, it's it's tough, man. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Clippers to come out the West. I know you don't believe in them. Nah. What what do you have against the Clippers, I don't man? Have the, I mean, the, the, the ability to get your superstars out on the floor. But here's the thing, man. I, I I'm picking the Clippers, and here's why. Tyloo the X Factor. The Tyloo X Factor, yeah. man. I can agree with that, but still, I mean. When when is Kyrie? Not sorry, not Kyrie. When is Kawhi and Paul George gonna play at least sixty percent of the season? They don't have to. They don't have to. Kawhi won a championship with the Raptors, and and he he low managed there. So I mean, it can be done. Where's Kawhi been in the postseason the last two years? <sighs> On the sideline. Because so you, uh, so uh, I mean. But kinda, I'm just saying. Kind of correct me. I, I know sometimes you know I forget things, but you kind of have to be on the floor in the postseason to win a championship, don't you? He'll be there this year. He'll be there this year. Okay. Uh, I got faith in Kawhi, man. You know, I I think Kawhi. I think he's the best. He's the best two way player in the NBA still today. Yeah, Giannis. Okay, yeah, you got it, Giannis. But at one point, it was Kawhi Leonard. Because Kawhi Leonard did did go into Toronto and beat Giannis. So. I mean, got to give them merit for that. But I'm picking the Clippers to come out the West, man. That's that, that's it, man. I'm picking the Clippers to come out the West, I believe. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Also, that Tyloo X-Factor. But if you can get John Wall. He to looks get, good so far. Yeah, if you can get John Wall to give you. He, we don't need you to, to give us 25. We don't need that. If you can give us 14, 15, and maybe six assists. You know, it's just an addition. I, I, I'm gonna say this. I, I would have liked. Now, I don't think that they. I, I still don't think they would have been. But I would have liked. I would. I would like the Lakers' chances much, much better if they had John Wall opposed to Russell Westbrook. I right would. Now. I would too. I would you too. Know? Because I think John Wall has more value than Russell Westbrook right now. Because obviously, John Wall took the buyout, but he was able to get to parlay that into a. Mm-hmm. I believe a twelve or thirteen million dollar deal from the from the Clippers. If Russell Westbrook gets bought out right now, he's not getting anything. No. It's going to be pennies on the dollar. So, but John Wall, I think right now, holds more value to yeah, to a team than, than Russell Westbrook. To see how they do that. Do they bring him off the bench? Do they, do they keep Reggie Jackson? I think you start him. I think you start think him. You start him? I think you start him because Reggie Reggie Jackson is a six-man. I mean, let's be real. I think I think Reggie Jackson. He, he hasn't been a six-man the last couple of years. Uh, but I think... But uh, when it went production wise, he's better as a six man because when he was in Detroit, obviously that didn't translate to winning. So, but here's the thing: I think you, I think you start John Wall and bring Reggie Jackson off the bench because it provides more of a spark off the bench. Because here's the thing: you don't need John Wall to be to be that off of the bench. You just need John Wall to give you a little bit a uh, 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 a spurt of what what maybe he once was. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I'm picking the Clippers. I think they have the I think they have the the team to get out of the West. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I just you know it, it, it's hard. You know, me being the it, it's just hard for me to get used to. You know, I haven't felt this way in a while. You know, you know, being a LeBron fan over these past you know 15, you know, 16, 17 years, I've always you know, you know, always went into a season thinking that yeah we can get it done. Now it's just kind of hard for me just to. You know, sit here and just. I, I'm talking basketball with a little bit less joy than I'm normally talking with, <laughs> obviously, because the Lakers don't have a chance of winning anything this year. If they win a playoff series, I would be I would be highly highly shocked, highly shocked. They just don't have they don't have a good team. That's just simply it just man, simply comes down. Nobody to has it. any talent. Yeah, simply what it comes down to, man. But. I don't, I don't I don't know yeah, I don't Ray know what Gibson, black of talent. But. I just don't know what what I don't know if you should, Rob you should was, just just if you don't expect anything you can't get disappointed. I'm just I'm not expecting anything. Tie in with the Cowboys. Oh come on now, man! Listen, the the Lakers would kill to be in the position that the Cowboys are in right now. Kill for it. You feel you should feel much more better as a Cowboys fan today as a Lakers fan. I can tell you I can guarantee you that right now. Yeah, absolutely, but. But yeah, those are my two teams coming out of East Conference. I got the Clippers and I got the Milwaukee Bucks. So 
It'll be interesting yeah, to I see. I definitely man. got the Bucks. I, I'm more of on a wait and see approach with the West because, like you said, it, 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 there's five, six, seven teams that you can make a case. And I think the, the Pelicans West. will be much improved yes. this year too. Yes, I brought them up it, last it, week. If, if yeah. Zion can can, right can now, stay on the blowing, floor, they're currently blowing out the Brooklyn Nets. They are. So. But if Zion can stay on the floor, I, I mean, but and then like you said, you did mention it last week, but what I said is that you know, obviously you got CJ, you got Bi, and you got Zion. So I don't. Hopefully, they'll be able to integrate and, and kind of get some cohesion with each other. I think they can because Zion. I, I don't really view Zion as that type of ball dominant. You know, you have to really like you know stagnate the offense to get him involved. I think you know he, he's you know you can you can create ways to put him in it, to put him in the right spots where he can have where he can where he can wreak havoc. So I, I don't think it'll be that big of an adjustment. You know, CJ's obviously is a good shooter off the ball. You know, maybe you kind of stagger the miss between him and Bi. You know, on on with the time that them two being on the court together. But I, I like that they still have Valanciunas, who's a good player. I love Herb Williams. Uh, but you know, yeah, they're, they're an interesting team. I'm not picking them to come out, but you know, could they make a they make, could, make they, could they get make a high run? and make a run? Yeah, yeah. could they make yeah. a run? I, I can definitely see that happening. So obviously, we just got to wait and see. The West, the, the West is loaded. Yeah, it's no for doubt. Sure. But all right, that, man. That's a wrap, man. That's a good one. Another good week. Another good episode, man. Thank you all for tuning in once again to another episode of Brotherly Level Sports, man. We appreciate you all, all listening, always tuning in with us. We appreciate y'all. Y'all take care. Y'all be safe. God Peace bless. out.